News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Minimum public open space requirements on smaller gardens are among the new house building rules which have been issued to local authorities. Uh, Tom Phillips, Managing Director of Tom Phillips Associates, joins us now. Um, Tom, what do you make of this, the, the higher densities and what will, I suppose, fall out of that in particular, the idea of smaller gardens? Um, what's your take on it? Well, I think it's, it's good morning, Shane. I think it's quite uh, very positive, and it's not. I mean, this is the debate that they had when the draft came out that it'd be all about smaller gardens. It's not. It's about giving more people the ability to have houses, own door housing, because that appears what the market is pushing for. So, on board Panola and planning authorities will be trying to encourage um, developers to develop apartments. Yet, the, the market people wanted to buy units, wanted to buy houses with their own door. So Glenvay and other um, development companies a few years ago commissioned Irish and British architects to come up with schemes that could could deliver that. So they looked in the UK, particularly around Cambridge, around these really fantastic award-winning housing schemes that had smaller gardens but allowed more own-door units to be built. Now, the new document that's come out has got a lot of appendices. For the first time, I've seen a lot of illustrations in the document that show what they're like. So people should, look, before making a judgment about whether they have a garden or not, or it's getting smaller, should go and look at the document and look at the appendices and see the quality of housing that they're putting, putting forward. I spoke to a planner about these new guidelines uh, yesterday and, and they were making the point, look, this, this probably has to happen and, and is a good thing. But they did express concern that 16 metres is very tight, it would lead to private um, open space being overlooked. And they were making the point, you need, you need to have really careful and innovative uh, designs here. They were also making the point, you need to have good public open space. Again, not as an afterthought, it needs to be incorporated in the plan. The problem, I suppose, is developers aren't great when it comes to doing things like that. These things like overlooking uh, good public uh, open space, they tend to be put in as afterthoughts. I wouldn't agree. No, I've been at this 34 years and I certainly wouldn't agree with that. And it's an inherent part of the design process of feasibility studies because most any scheme of any magnitude, you must go in and talk to the local authority planners and developers and their planning consultants and their architects have zero power. The power is held by their local authority planner or an board Panola inspector or an board Panola board member who can assess these schemes. Why, so the why do sector, we have so good, so why do we have so few public open spaces, good public open spaces in the state? Like what we tend to have is a big grass field and, and little more than that. Yeah, well, that was historically the case, but that's changed. I mean, there's been a lot of reports done by Dublin City Council that showed that uh, vast areas of Dublin City have, have way more um, open space than in, international standards. Like we've the largest park in, in F- the Phoenix Park. We've got, and then we've got other parks, St. Anne's Park uh, and, and Bohemia. Yeah, I, know, I, I know that's one big one. I, I'm talking about incorporating the housing ones, estates. Yeah, well, these ones do have it. All, this the part of the design process is that open spaces. I was, I was, I heard Kira mentioning before I came on about the um, oh, smaller garden sizes. So I said I better check the time the word garden appears in the document. And it, they, they're not saying about having no gardens. They're just saying that they have gardens. Mm and how they're spaced out. So the 16 metre that is referred to is between back to back, but it's not, it's not um, that, you can, that, that you automatically can do less or that 16 is correct. It's, it, it's just giving it as a figure. So the figure was 21 metres since 1918, when it was the Tudor Waters report in the UK, when it, after the First World War, when there was mm. Homes for Heroes in Britain, where they looked at a 70-foot separation distance, and that was deemed to be the distance 
that was appropriate in those days. And people had longer back gardens because they co- because they grew their own vegetables in their gardens. We yeah, don't do that yeah, anymore. Sure. And a very interesting study by Glenn Vey, the developers, about two years ago, they said that if they could, if, if if with some tweaks, as they call it, in the standards, that 100% of people in an estate could live in a known door situation with their own garden and their own front door, as opposed to if you had the standards that were there. Up till yesterday, it meant about 40-something percent of people could have their own garden and their own front door. But the other 56 percent of people had to have balconies because they were living in apartments. So if the market wants own doors, tweaks have to be made, changes okay. have to be made to standards. All right, Tom Phillips, Managing Director of Tom Phillips Associates, Adjunct Associate Professor of Architecture and Planning at UCD. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know what you think, smaller gardens, or as, um, uh, as Tom was saying, we'll, we'll have to tweak things if we are uh, going to insist on having uh, own door, own front door. Uh, let us know what you make of it all, 087-1400-106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.